in some cities, in some towns. When these trucks all gather around, you can find any food you want at these mobile restaurants. And some trucks like to keep the same stuffs every week, while others like to mix it up. Today they might be here, tomorrow they'll be there to find them. You gotta look them up. Like a kitchen on wheels, serving snacks, serving meals for every kind of mood. A truck for every food. Get yourself a crunchy waffle or try a good falafel. He's a food truck, you know, and he's always on the go. Good morning, everyone. My name is Brady with Global Gourmet Radio on AM 1400 KSHP Radio. We have... Uh, Randy in studio with me, Owie Wowie, and our guest today, I'm excited, is candidate for Clark County Commission, District F, Drew Johnson. Hello, Drew. Hey, Brady. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Now, the reason I invited you here is on social media, you made a post, I would say about a month ago, that you were reading all the regulations that food trucks have to go through, and you were like, wow, there's a lot of different steps, a lot of fees a lot of inspections, <laughs> and you're like, I want to have a, um, an event on Wednesdays and Sundays, and so I messaged you, and I was like, I wonder if he knows all the rules and regulations like he says he does, so I messaged you, I invited you on, your, on the show, so thank you so much for taking the time. No, thanks for having me, and, and things are even worse than I thought. I mean, obviously, a lot of the reason I'm running is to reduce uh, fees and regulations and barriers to entry for small businesses and and for food trucks it's almost impossible to live your american dream right now in southern nevada it is some of the actual big name food trucks that are here on the roads are closing because and are just going into ghost kitchens because the rules and regulations are so ridiculous like for example my business i'm very low risk i'm i'm packaged ice cream and Hawaiian shave ice. So I'm one of the least riskiest businesses out there. And I could not believe all the, the fees and everything that we had to go through. So one of the main things that you posted were that you wanted to have events. And I said, well, did you know that you need to get a, a health district permit? And you're like, no, I didn't know that. So a lot of businesses here in the Valley, grand openings, um, special events, stuff like that, uh, park festivals, they want to have a savory truck and they want to have a dessert truck because that's what you'd normally do. Well, in the health code, that is considered an event. Even though you're not really having an event, that is considered like a food truck event. So if you have two to ten trucks, you need to get a a permit from the health district. Now, if you have over 10 trucks, that's a whole another situation. That's way more money and everything like that. And so for you, if you want to start doing this Wednesdays and Sundays, that gets pretty expensive for you now. Yeah, I had no idea that if you had more than two trucks, it was a, a different world uh, yeah. as far as the licensing and regulations go. Yeah, definitely. And so I know that uh, recently I was invited to a, um, a park festival um, it was just like this girl, she wanted to have a, a bridal shower in the park, and she wanted to have a, f- a few trucks and everything like that. And the park actually told her that you need to get a health district permit. And she was like, what? Are you serious right now? Uh, and then you also posted that your jurisdiction, um, that uh, District F, is a little bit of Summerlin, a little bit of Mountain's Edge, Chinatown, Southern Highlands, and kind of near the M Resort. So I was looking into that, and I go, okay, so that's City of Henderson. That's Clark County, mm-hmm. and that's city of Las Vegas. A little Vegas. bit of Vegas. So for us as food truck 
uh, workers, everything like that. For our licenses, we actually need to get a city of Las Vegas license who has different codes. We have to get a Clark County license who has different codes. And we need a city of Henderson one who also has different codes. They just released new codes a month ago. Did you know that? I do now. And obviously you would want, most people would want to do North Vegas as well and go out to Mesquite. So there's five. Yeah, five. To do five just within, you know, a 30 minute drive for most people. Yeah. uh, Pahrump is another one. And I know that they do, I think this last weekend or coming up, they're doing the uh, Pahrump Balloon Festival. And they always ask for a lot of food trucks during that time. And so that's, you know, you have to drive out there. You got to get your own license, everything like that. Also, Boulder City. So we did an event last year for Boulder City, and we had to pay more to, for like a one-day license. Mm-hmm. So they do offer those one-day licenses, but as a food truck, you, you want to get up and go. Like you want to be able, if you get invited somewhere, you want to be able to go to that event and stuff like that. And for Clark County, for example, that almost took me nine months to get Gosh. my license. I know when I was doing the research initially, it was for Clark County, 23 different steps. Yeah. And then there were three different fees. And to just think, I mean, that this is sort of the the lowest cost, lowest, you would think the lowest barrier, small business that you could own. Yeah. You think, you know, I'm going to live my American dream. I'm going to have my own small business. Maybe I can make a few bucks. Maybe I can ultimately have, you know, several trucks and, and make a nice living out of this. And to think that you almost have to be rich or to know somebody to start because you have to have a CPA or an attorney yes. or both to make sure you're playing in these regulations. And that's just in Clark County. So when you're talking about, you know, four or five other uh, government jurisdictions, it just gets I can imagine how frustrating it would be because you get this great idea. You save up some money. Uh, you, you probably put a bunch of money on credit cards or, oh, yeah. or, or take a loan out <laughs> and you think. I'm going to make this happen for myself. And then you just have this, this barrier to entry, and it's got to be just disheartening. Oh, the, when I first started in 2018, I had a dream. I had a big dream. And I went to Clark County. It happened to be the first place I went. That was where my jurisdiction was because at that time, my commissary was in Clark County. So wherever your commissary is located, that is your main jurisdiction. And so that's where you have to get your first license. So Clark County at that time was where I was. And... Uh, they go, okay, so what's going to happen is we need to do a full FBI background check like we're getting a liquor license. And I was like, what? I'm not getting a liquor license. I'm selling shave ice. ice right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I mean, literally, this application was pages. And I said, well, why? And they're like, it's regulated. And I go, but, but why is it regulated? And they said, because it has wheels. That's the only reason is because it has wheels? Like, like I just read in the news there was a retail boutique um, she was selling handbags. It was a salon, brick and mortar. She was selling handbags and drugs out of her brick and mortar. So why, even though I have wheels, you can still do other stuff. Sunny is in studio. Yay, Sunny joins us. I totally forgot to text you, Sunny, so I'm so glad you showed up. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Sunny is our insurance guy. And hello, he's, hello. And he's our community correspondent. Say hello again. Hello, hello. How there are you, you guys go. Doing? So he's our community correspondent, so he always finds things in the valley. Uh, this is Drew Johnson. He's running for um, County Commission District F. Nice to meet you, Drew. Good I was actually you, listening uh, on my way here. Oh, good. So um, I've actually got to add to that, so keep going. Okay, let me, yeah. So let me just get situated. Yeah, bit. definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, and so when I went to Clark County, they go, oh, you have to do a full FBI investigation. Uh, I'm like, okay. So I did all the, the paperwork, you know, because this is what you have to do. 
And then they wouldn't take all the payments there. They're like, okay, you need a cashier's check for Las Vegas police. You need a money order for $35 for this department. And then we don't take cash. So you have to do it on a credit card. And I was like, oh, gee. I literally went back the same day like three times. Because it, that's none, none of it's in writing, by the way. None of that. You just go there and then surprise. <laughs> so that was my first experience in 2018. And then I go to the health district. Uh, they gave me the wrong permit in the beginning. I told them what I wanted to do, and they gave me one permit. And then the inspector's like, no, why did they give you this? I'm like, I don't know. This is what – they're like, no. So they had to, like, change my permit over like that. So that was in 2018. 2019, I figured, okay, we're renewing. Things should be getting a little better. By that time, I have went to City of Las Vegas and got my license, and I went to City of Henderson and got my license. Both of them were completely different. City of Las Vegas, kudos to City of Las Vegas. Let's do two thumbs up right now, City of Las Vegas. It's an online application. You fill it out. You get approved. You get your, your fire inspection, and then you get – I literally had my license within two weeks. That was going to be my next question to you was which of the jurisdictions is the easiest to deal yeah. with. So it's for you at City of Las yeah. Vegas. They also emailed me and asked me, do you want to work on Fremont? Because we have a raffle. Every six months we pull from different trucks so you can work on Fremont. Like they wanted us there. I was like, this is different. This is way different. Like they were welcoming. Then I went to the City of Henderson. Now City of Henderson, you know, they're new. They're new. They didn't really know what was going on. I got passed over a few times, like literally a few times. And then finally they figured it out, and I got my license. But they still, we'll, we'll talk about when I added my second unit. That was a fun one. So got that, and then I went to North Las Vegas, because now I'm like, okay, I have a job in North Las Vegas. Now I have to get my North Las Vegas license. I go there, and that's where it all crumbled. Because they, even though there's all these licensed commissaries in the Valley, they want you to use these four on this piece of paper. So. Why those four, North Las Vegas? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's, uh, so it's sort of, um, I guess, just hearing that story, you, you think that there might be, be some sort of um, unclean reason that uh, they would push those four, yes. uh, be it cronyism or kickbacks or something like something. that. Something. It was the weirdest situation. And they, they were more worried about, like, if my lights worked like then then actual like the regulations or it was the weirdest thing every jurisdiction had their own kind of focus mm -hmm. clark county now with clark county they don't want to prove you right away they give you a temporary license and they're like that temporary license is nine months and they're like it will probably expire before you get your actual license why like i why like as a small business owner when you're trying to to start Nine months is a long time. Absolutely. When you're paying insurance on your vehicle, because you have to pay insurance because it's on the road, even if it's not working, you still are paying insurance, right, Sonny? Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> and so insurance, you have to pay the commissary fee because you can't get your health permit until the commissary is paid, and you can't get your business license until you get your health permit. So you're literally paying a kitchen that you're not using until you get licensed. So my first year, I finally got licensed. I started in 2018. I got licensed... I started May 2018. I finally got my actual license and everything up and going August 2019. Wow. That was like finally. And then the world ended. <laughs> Great timing. I Great was just thinking when you were saying one. the story. Yeah. Um, I had a permanent location um, at Tahiti Village. It was a, a timeshare resort. And it was great. Everything was great. I had a good contract. I have another business. We do entertainment. We do live trivia and music bingo all over the valley. We were there. I was like, this is great. The casino or the timeshare closed. I lost everything. 
they replaced it with new employees, so I lost my contract. And I was like, oh, my God. I had, like, rethink everything. Luckily, um, because you remember the story, I got my a wrong permit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They told me to keep that permit just in case for this other one. And because of that, I was able to go mobile when the world ended. Gotcha. So thank you, Jacob, at the health department. That was one really positive thing that he uh, told me to do, and it really helped. And that's the one thing is Jacob understood. He's the main person at the health district that you really see with mm-hmm. food trucks uh, before COVID. And he's still there now, but now he has a bigger team. But he really – Finally. Yeah, like yeah. legitimacy. Uh, he <laughs> really um, – wanted to help food trucks he understood that some of these regulations were really stupid like he's like this needs to change and he understood that but you know all these new people coming in they're they don't care they're like nope you're getting dinged on playing music that's the one thing we got dinged on we played hawaiian music in a private that's the only demerit we have ever had really (laughs) wow i had a speaker outside of the trailer playing hawaiian music at a dog park because it was dogs barking sure and the new inspector came in and that was the only thing she could find she Literally, she goes. She had the to look health through inspector. her. Yeah, health inspector. That was my dinged you for, for playing, music. For playing music. Yeah. Nothing that was even clearly inside a the threat trailer. to public health. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. One yeah. thing you said reminded me of of something that a lot of people are dealing with in Clark County. A lot of business owners, and I mean, this is from these big developers all the way down to very very small business owners to people building casitas in in their backyards. So right now, rather than than approving permits. They give temporary approvals. They, they basically find these little things to keep you from getting a permit. Uh, and, again, this is everything from building to, to uh, food trucks. The reason for that is because there's such a lack of employees. There's such oh, yeah. an understaffing at the county. And, you know, some of that obviously is COVID-related, economy-related. But a bigger problem, and, frankly, this is something that we're seeing as we're learning more about this, this terrible murder situation uh, with um, Jeff German and, and Rob oh, Tells. Yeah. And um, what we've seen is just such a terrible workplace that people do not want to work for the county right now. And I think a lot of that, frankly, has to do with, with why I'm running, which is one, count, one uh, party has controlled every single seat on the Clark County Commission for the last 14 years. And anytime one party, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, it doesn't matter, controls all of government for 14 years you're going to have uh corruption you're going to have cronyism you're going to have wasted tax dollars all that but you're also going to have people in the heads of departments who can't get fired who treat their their employees their staffers their underlings terribly and that's what i've heard from you know the people who'd regulate you all the way to the people who'd regulate the people building casinos so That's that's a big reason why I'm running, and hopefully by shaking things up a little bit, uh, we'll be able to change the the environment and make it a, a place that people want to work. Because the benefits are great, the the salary is is pretty good, uh, but you just don't want to work in a place where you're being threatened or you can't do your job. Uh, we've all been there at some point in our life, and so hopefully that will help. But uh, yeah, what you're talking about is something I hear time and time again. Oh yeah, and I I worked for the state. Um, so I know what it's like when certain people are making certain rules because we, I worked here in Las Vegas, but the people making all our rules were in Carson City. And you're not dealing with the public. You're not here. This, is, the, this new rule is not going to go well. And we try to tell them that, like, nope, we've got to do this. And then we're the ones that are getting yelled at. So I totally understand that. And that's why when I would go to Clark County, I understood paperwork and stuff like that. that there. But the problem was is... I would talk to you, you'd be one employee I would talk to, the very next day I would talk to this employee and it was a different story. 
completely different. I'm like, you should be training under the same rules. And then when you ask to a supervisor, oh, they get now that now you're asking now they're getting a little moody and oh you're asking for my supervisor oh no now you definitely have to do this I want to have an inspection I can revoke your thing I'm like oh so then you don't want to cause any you know problems because you don't want to so Sunny hey there hey I'm glad to have you back in studio I'm glad to be back <laughs> um, and actually like I said when I was I was driving over here um, I was actually listening in um, and a lot of the points that you you talked about you guys talked about is is um, what I've been also trying to tell everybody is like people hit me up all the time. It's like, hey, Sonny, do you know the people that are trying to open up food trucks? It's like, hey, because they know that now I'm uh, very well connected in the food truck, um, mobile food vendor And industry. if you don't know about Sonny, Sonny started a couple years back. He started going to food trucks and just taping food trucks and where he was eating and supporting locals, especially during COVID. Right. That's, that's actually that's when, it, when really it really started. started. When it hit and off. he started making friends with the local food trucks. Every one of us. He didn't just choose a certain type of food truck. He literally is friends with if you ask one food truck hey do you know sunny oh i know sunny the food truck i mean one of the food trucks got in an accident recently and in the photo is sunny in the corner just looking at the accident i'm like oh there's sunny <laughs> that's your insurance guy right there on the spot <laughs> so like sunny's everywhere so it's really nice to have an a person like you that loves the food truck industry right right yeah so um as, yeah so because people know that i'm i'm pretty well connected in that industry like the new food trucks that are coming to town obviously they hit me up for insurance and then they go hey um do you also know how to go about getting licensing and this and that well um to be to be um straight up with you sir you're gonna be looking at another six to eight months to even figuring out to getting your license to getting the permits to getting your health department to getting your fire inspection um it is a hassle i've um like uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago um, snow glow oh yeah um, they hit me up they they moved out here from New Mexico I, I want to say almost a year ago so real little story for everybody listening I was I you know I have a Hawaiian shave ice company so I try to find a whole bunch of shave ice companies all over the country and I found one in New Mexico it was called snow glow and they had a really cute pink trailer and I, it was uh, two sisters I believe and I was like oh I love it well they sold their stuff and I'm like oh and then they're moving to Vegas and I was like this is awesome I was really excited everything like that and this was the, they ended summer of last year and they're like we'll be open spring 2022 I really wanted to message them I really wanted but I didn't want them to be like oh it's just a competitor you know so I was like I didn't message them and I never heard I never saw a post about it again like silence and then Sonny posted that he was working on a Sunday and he was getting insurance for this new business coming called Snow Glow. And they're back. But this a year is later. A year later. And well, a, a year later, they finally got everything done licensing permits, insurance, finally. Uh, everything's done now. But guess what? They sell shape ice. Now they're probably not going to open until next spring See, or summer. Yep. And that's what that's happened a, to me my first year. It's, August it's was. It's just when crazy I, how, how much uh, these food truck. Uh, mobile food vendors all have to go through to get to that point it's like like you were saying earlier too this is the the american dream um well you're gonna wait about a year or two until you can make your american dream come true um if you do everything the right way obviously but um yeah, yeah. Um, i i feel very strongly about that and i tell everybody it's like hey 
Um, I hate to burst your bubble, but you're going to be waiting a little bit. Just just be prepared for it. I don't want to discourage you or anything like that, but just be prepared for the, the, the wait that you're going to wait. I'd like to know how many people in Southern Nevada have had their dreams killed because they raised a certain amount of money, thought, you know, I, I quit my job, I'm going to make this happen, and they ended up not getting their licenses oh, in time. Right now. Oh, it's, it's yeah. happening right now as we speak. And then they're out twenty, thirty, yep. you know, a hundred thousand dollars if they bought a truck. Yep, yep. It's, it's just heartbreaking to think right about now that. As we speak, uh, um, I, I, I hope this is not true. I heard Cater Nation might be what uh, something along those lines. Uh, I don't know. I hope that's uh, just a rumor. Um, that's that's just this one that I can think of off the top of my head, but. Um, yeah, it's happening right now. Um, food trucks, small restaurants, whatever it may be, it's happening, and it's just a pain in the, you know what. And, and really, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, with the with the this should be the way that a lot of people can can reach their American dream, right, right. can sort of enter into business ownership. If right. you don't have a rich daddy, or you didn't go right. to a Harvard, right. MBA Harvard MBA, yeah, or, so, or yeah. somebody didn't give you some money, you know, <laughs> exactly, an amazing investor, yeah. But but you think about you know if someone is uh, comes from a less fortunate family, if somebody's you know a young couple starting out, if you're an immigrant and you don't have access to capital. I mean, this is the way that so many people should be able to own a business and sort of take care of their family. Um, and, and for that to be almost unattainable unless you already have money, mm -hmm. it's, it's disgusting. And it's something that I certainly hope to work with uh, your industry to fix here in Southern Nevada. Yeah, just just talking to you, Brady, the thing that I think about is how and I've, I've talked to people in Henderson and people in the city of Vegas about cleaning these issues up in other industries in other in other realms but we've got to figure out a way to streamline uh these these regulations so that the county and the four cities uh yeah four cities yeah. Uh, <laughs> have to have really similar uh requirements so you aren't reinventing the wheel every time you have to you know, go to a festival in, in Mesquite or Boulder City oh, or yeah. North Vegas. And have to worry about four different licenses. Exactly. And California, just, you know. You is, have one state license? That's exactly right. Or, or by or Florida. So, so what we found when we yeah. were trying, we went down to San Diego to check out a food truck. And talking to that guy, when it comes to licensing, they have their state license. And then he just needed the county license. There were no city licenses. Right that he had to get so everything inside that all of san diego county he could travel yeah. the entire county and do whatever mm -hmm. he wanted to do and that streamlined his process and when once we because his asking price was so high we started telling him the things that we needed to do to the truck and what we were going to have to go through and he was like oh no 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 you don't have to no i don't think you understand here's so we emailed jacob all these different things about the truck it wasn't until he saw the emails back from Southern Health District that, nope, you're going to have to go through this. You're going to have to go through this. The sinks were incorrectly didn't have the right because we have to have drain boards on both sides. Mm. Drain boards up here does not count. It has to be on both sides. So the sinks, we had to replace the sinks. We also have to have a separate hand sink, but it has to have things splash on the sides, splash guards, even though if it's not near anything, so it has a splash guard. Uh, they didn't have that. The water tanks were too small. Like, little thing, they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we, we would have to put about 10 to 15 grand into this bus. Wow. But the way that they ran it down there, 
which was really surprising to me because California has so many regulations. And then when it came to the food truck world, he was like, no, we only have to do this or this. That's exactly what I was going to say. You hear how (laughs) unbusiness friendly California is and how business friendly, you know, especially Southern Nevada supposedly is. But you get here and you realize that California, when it comes to taxes, they're terrible. But when it comes to licensing, uh, when it comes to the bureaucracy, they've actually figured out ways for the cities and the counties to work together and then the counties and the state to work together to streamline things. And this is something I've found researching a bunch of different industries, not just restaurants and food trucks. But that's we can really learn something. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but we can learn something from California. <laughs> that that, that was the biggest thing, thing that blew yeah. my mind. Like out of as much as I don't like the way California runs a lot of things, I was just like, wow, they are so food truck. Like they streamlined this to. It was so easy for him. And then to, the way they did food festivals and stuff, it was very easy for him to get set up. I mean, yeah, it's not just California, Florida. So almost any other let, state. Yeah, to we got to take a commercial break. But um, let's talk about Izzy's Pizza Bus and how fast it took him to get yeah. Ohio. Uh, so he was a food truck here in the Valley. Mm. Really good food truck. He had that uh, Detroit style pizzas. I mean, awesome. A uh, very vocal. Yeah, very vocal. Izzy. He would be a great <laughs> uh, politician. <laughs> very vocal. Uh, he had to leave Vegas and he opened up in Ohio. And let's talk about how long it took him to get licensed. So we're going to be right back with Global Gourmet Radio. Don't go anywhere. And if you have a question for Drew Johnson or any of us, give us a call. 702-221-7283. Hey Vegas, my wife and I have a mobile restaurant we'd love for you to try. We offer elevated mac and cheese dishes. I'm talking about mac and wagon. I'm the owner, Matt and we pride ourselves on using the freshest ingredients available, and our twist on mac and cheese is kid-approved and adult-craved. Yes, we cater. Book your event today at 702-773-8725 or find us on social media at Mac and Wagon. That's M-A-C-K-I-N, Wagon, Mac and Wagon. What happens when an executive pastry chef named Raquel and an executive chef named Michael fall in love? Good, Good, Bad, Bad, Delicious Delicious is created. We are the owners and creators of Good, Bad, Delicious, also known as GBD. I was born and raised in South Africa and moved to America when I was 19 years old. And from there, I basically traveled the world cooking and creating unique flavor combinations. Our mobile kitchen creates uniquely an ordinary street food using fresh seasonal ingredients. It's time to tantalize your taste buds from our Turkish-style pizza to our Moroccan cauliflower bites. Every bite is sure to please. Leave room for dessert. Remember, I'm a pastry chef. Find our schedule online at gbdlasvegas.com or find us on social media at gbd702. Are you craving Creole and not sure what it's about? I'm Chef Will and I created Craven Creole. Craven Creole takes the traditional tastes and flavors of globally popular Creole and Cajun cuisine and puts our tastefully twisted approach to our customized creations. From our gumbo yaya and bayou burgers to shrimp and crawfish etouffee and bananas foster pudding. We strive for new ideas to please your palates. We are the future of mobile restaurants. Find our schedule online or order now at CravenCreole.com. That's C-R-A-V-I-N-C-R-E-O-L-E.com. Taste the best of what Louisiana has to offer while living in the desert. Desert Heat. 
Grass-fed gourmet butter burgers and beer-battered cheese curds. That is what Smash Cow is all about. I'm Chef Chris from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I'm here now in Vegas bringing the flavors I love to you. As opposed to over-the-top mega portions other in the industry use as a gimmick, we at Smash Cow will never take those shortcuts and will always value quality over quantity. For our most up-to-date schedule, search for us at Smash Cow Vegas on both Facebook and Instagram to find out where we will be next. That's Smash Cow Vegas. You can also learn more about me and my story at smashcow.com. That's smashcow.com. Looking for fresh food? Fast? I have the perfect place to check out. It's the Klondike Grill inside the Klondike Casino at 444 West Sunset in Henderson, Nevada. Start your day off right with the Deuce's Breakfast, which has two eggs, two strips of bacon, two pieces of sausage, and two pancakes. Or maybe after a hard day's work, a nice T-bone dinner will satisfy the palate. Amazing $5 happy hour specials, 3 to 6 p.m. daily. Check out their full menu at klondikesunset.com. That's klondikesunset.com. Come where the locals eat at the Klondike Grill. Are you craving an authentic bagel or New York pizza slice? Try New York Pizza and Bagel Cafe in Henderson, located right off Eastern at Sunridge Heights. New York Pizza and Bagel Cafe is here to be your own slice of classic New York-style pizza in Las Vegas. You won't find anything like New York Pizza and Bagel Cafe across the Las Vegas, Henderson area, serving up fresh pizza, authentic bagels, many classic Italian pasta dishes, and more. Call ahead at 702-896-0794. More information can be found online at New York cafe.vegas Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go-Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. Just a few rules to remember when you shop with us. Make sure to read and follow the limitations of each certificate. Be sure to use the certificate before the expiration date. And when appropriate, tipping is required. Now, let's return to the Radio Shopping Show. stations are tuned in too. You are listening to Global Gourmet Radio. My name is Brady with Meowie Wowie Hawaiian Shave Ice. We also have Randy in studio with Meowie Wowie Hawaiian Shave Ice. We have Sunny in studio, the insurance guy. Hi, Sunny. Hello, hello. And we also have Drew Johnson in studio. He is running for Clark County Commission District F. He made a post on social media Probably about a month ago, I would say. Um, this was the post. This is the actual post that he uh, he posted down. It said, Hi, my name is Drew Johnson, and I'm candidate for Clark County Commission. One of the reasons I decided to run was because of the Clark County food truck regulations. 23 steps and three fees just to get a license. And then once you get a license, the fees, taxes, and inspections are ridiculous. That's what he messaged. And then I messaged him, did you know that's just Clark County? That's not City of Las Vegas. That's not City of Henderson. That's not North Las Vegas. And that's not the health district. And so he was like, whoa. <laughs> and so why I invited him here in studio. Thanks again, Drew, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so 
Now, we were all talking about change and everything like that, and one of the food trucks that um, was here in the Vegas Valley was Izzy's Pizza Bus. And he had to leave, and we're talking about how long it takes to get licensed and everything like that. He got his truck delivered in Ohio. There was some damage on it. So in a week of damage, he was fixing his bus and everything like that. And during that week, he was also getting licensed. Almost instantly. Yeah. The next week, he had his licenses. Yeah. All his licenses. To operate anywhere he wanted to in this. Two weeks. Two weeks. How jealous (laughs) were you guys? I was (laughs) like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like, all the money that, like, like, I had a good chunk of money when I started. I had a really good chunk of money, and I thought it was going to last me a long time. Mm -hmm. And just alone, like, right now, I have three health permit licenses. Um, I have four licenses, but technically... It's seven licenses because, like, City of Las Vegas makes you have, for each unit, two separate licenses. You can't just add it on. Clark County lets you add it on. Uh, I haven't tried with North Las Vegas because they gave me a headache last time, so I'm like, eh. Uh, City of Henderson, they didn't even know what to do. I called them, and they said, oh, you can't have a second unit. Hmm. And I said, but how do I grow my business? They're like, no, no, it's one, one truck per company. And then I, I told them, I go, well, this truck has more, this truck has more, this you know what I mean? And so then, like, oh, we'll call you back. Or, no, you have to email the manager, and they'll call you back. I said, okay. So I waited about a week. Nobody called me back. So I went down there, and I was like, hey, I want to add a second unit onto my business. What do I do? And they're like, oh, were you the girl who called last week? (laughs) Yes, I was. That was me. They're like, oh, okay, hold on a second. And they were asking around, and they literally come back, and they go, okay, just fill this piece of paper out. That's it? Yep. Filled out the piece of paper. Yeah. But the thing is, is they didn't know I needed a fire inspection. You also need a fire inspection in every jurisdiction. Like, why can't we have one fire inspection? Right. Like, Yeah, the county could do it, and then the other cities could respect right. the county's... And this was another thing. The county, when they had to do our fire inspection, they couldn't come to our commissary. They're like, oh, we're not allowed to cross um, city lines. You're Clark County Fire. You're in Clark right. County even when you're in Henderson. Right. <laughs> I was like, what? But city of Las Vegas could. They came up to us. So it's just so funny how everybody has different regulations, you know? It's, uh, it's very interesting. Do you think, uh, not to expose beefs here, but uh, I'm just curious, how do the brick-and-mortar restaurants, uh, which obviously are bigger and have more lobbying <laughs> power and all that, impact your regulations? Obviously, famously, I know about the, um, downtown. the situation with downtown where the the food truck area was basically killed by uh, brick and mortar restaurants, but, and God bless brick and mortar restaurants. Uh, obviously don't want to, uh, make any of them look bad, but I was wondering how they sort of play into all of this. Well, one thing that, um, I know that Randy and I have noticed is brick and mortar. Number one, brick and mortar, uh, restaurants have different regulations, especially with gray water and stuff like that. Like no joke. We were going through a Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Okay. Now, the biggest thing with us is gray water, like code enforcement, health department, business. Like they always talk about this gray water. Where do you dispose of gray water? How do you? It can't drip. It can't do this. Da, da, da. Like they're all about this gray water. And with us, our gray water literally is sticky water. Like really, yeah. It's mind you, water. it's literally dish soap water, and maybe a little bit of syrup. Right. That's it. That's it. In ours, it's it's very very minimal. Okay. Now I understand other people have bigger situations. They have grease traps stuff like that. So. That's the thing that we get like crazy about. That's one reason why City of Henderson has gotten rid of 
uh, seasonal licenses is because of the gray water disposal. They want you to drive to your commissary and dump it, which is totally fine. But there's also receptacles that are made <coughs> to empty into that are portable that you can take somewhere, like RVs do it. <laughs> it's like so many RVs. And so uh, the biggest thing was um, – now I lost my train of thought. So we were driving through that Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A. And as we're sitting there waiting in line – I notice they've plumbed a drain from inside under through the sidewalk, and it's letting out through the drive-through lane, and it's literally their soapy dishwasher, I remember you dishwashing that. liquid coming out of that drain going into the system, which we're not allowed to do, which I wouldn't want to do anyway. I would want to do it in a licensed setup the, in an RV dump. It's easy. It's quick. It's not an issue at sure. all, but why am I being stuck with it? And a brick and mortar is not. And we asked the health department. These are extra steps that we have to go through. The whole point of doing a mobile restaurant or a mobile truck, a lot of it is we like to get out to the community, but it's also should be less money overhead-wise mm-hmm. to eventually your goal is to get a brick and mortar. And you can't do that anymore with all the different hoops and costs that we have mm-hmm. to go through that a brick and mortar doesn't. So it's so when I started, um, I had one business partner. didn't work out. Uh, the world ended. I needed another business partner. So I found another business partner, and we got a brick-and-mortar. So there, uh, they just recently closed, though. But it, there was a brick-and-mortar of Meowie Wowie. And I could not believe how fast we got in there and licensed. I, I really couldn't believe it. Because like, I, I knew nothing about the food industry. My, what I love is I love creating smiles. And I love business. I'm an entrepreneur. My very first business was a lemonade stand at age five that I made $300 at. All right? Five years old, selling 10 cents a cup. You know, I had pastries. I had different things. I had flags. You know, I mean, I was five. So I I just wanted to create happiness. And I didn't know much about food, like, like the food rules and stuff like that. So I, my business partner was a chef. I was like, okay, you're going to be the cook. I'm going to do this. We literally got licensed. The health inspector inspect every I mean literally within just a few weeks the cost was about $500 more that's it that's it that's crazy wow and and unfortunately at that time who I had my business partners with I got them because they knew more about like brick and mortar locations and and contracts but one of the main things is we needed a place to park the trailer in the contract it says we couldn't do that so we literally got this brick and mortar and I still had to pay for a commissary <laughs> so you couldn't use your own yeah. brick and mortar as your own commissary. commissary yeah. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah. And that was only per the contract of that landlord. Le- of that landlord. Gotcha. Otherwise, gotcha. in most situations, if you you're can. paying attention 100% to your contract and they don't slide something in fine print, you can do that. I see. And that's a thing that, that I... That, that's part of the goal, too, as, as that brick, like I was talking, mm-hmm. is you want to keep your mobile side, but your end goal is to get a brick and mortar so that you can be a hundred percent self-sufficient in that aspect. But with all these regulations that are coming out, like it's almost impossible now. And a lot of property owners, they don't want to deal with food trucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you really have to, cause I hear, I hear some bad stories. And so I've learned from others, people's um, stories that if I do find a brick and mortar, I'm going to make sure that I'm allowed banners and signage out front. I know that I'm going to be that I can have my commissary here, so I can dump my gray water here. Like there's specific things now that I know to ask 
that I didn't back then because, you know, you learn from experience. But property managers, um, they don't, they're not welcoming too. You really have to find that right property manager that's like, yes, we love you. We understand what a food truck is. It's not a roach coach anymore. They're right. mobile restaurants. A lot of chefs, Good Bad Delicious, for example, yeah. pastry chef on a cruise, a celebrity cruise ship, pastry chef. Then um, the main chef for all the cruise lines. They got together, now they're married, and they have Good Bad Delicious. That food truck is cleaner than any any kitchen I've, I've ever say seen. That every like, single time. Like One of the yeah. uh, cleanest kitchens, food trucks you'll ever see out on the street. <laughs> I, I mean, delicious. it shines. You walk in, you're like, oh, I need sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah what it's I mean? almost like a uh, like a uh, Michelin star restaurant it, kitchen. Wow. It does. <laughs> it really looks like that, and that's on the road. So when people go, when they have that, like, oh, it's a roach coach. It's not. It's they are mobile restaurants. I mean, some of the best food you're ever going to eat is from these restaurants here in Vegas. There are some other, um, I'm not going to name names right now, but there are some other ones out there that are... Um, not at that chef. level. No, well, actually, no. I'm, I'm talking about um, mobile kitchens in the sense like some of these... I know a lot of the chefs that got laid off uh, during COVID and they went and opened up their own thing and... Like she said, it's like they're not roach coaches anymore. They're all right. um, f- chefs that came from the strip. Choppers. Choppers, gotcha. is, a good Choppers yeah. is a good one. Um, the, there's there's a couple that are not part of this group, so I'm not going to. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but join. Yeah. Join. Uh, yeah, join, join. Come on out, guys. Uh, but yes, um, that's, that's absolutely right. What you're saying is they're gourmet chefs. Um, just just put on wheels now because of their circumstances and uh, pretty damn good food, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So I know you were talking about, like, downtown, the food park that got denied. And, um, the, you know, like, City of Henderson, I don't know if you know or even if Sunny knows, they changed their codes where we can only vent for 30 minutes. You I know? remember that. You're yeah. saying that. Uh, here, the codes are right over there. You can read oh, them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, we can only vent, vent for 30 minutes now. Like, what are you going to do? To help us change the legislation, help us change the the demeanor of what people think food trucks are, because there was no reason for it to be denied downtown. There was no. It would have actually helped downtown business. One thing I would love to see in Clark County, and of course downtown where you're talking about is, is under the city of Las Vegas jurisdiction, but I love the idea of having maybe as part of a county park having a food truck area, having, you know, a where you can cycle through different people, have different days. But in my career, uh, so my actual career is uh, working basically as a government watchdog. And so I expose wasteful spending. I expose bad, uh, uh, bad regulations. An example I can give really quickly is um, I started out in Tennessee at a think tank. And think tanks, the idea is you give lawmakers good ideas for policy because most lawmakers are – Insurance agents, yeah. for example, <laughs> or realtors or attorneys, and they don't know about tax policy or they don't know about health policy or ed policy. So you get some some policy wonks uh, sitting in closets making, uh, you know, running ideas, running uh, uh, economic models and things like that. And then you give the ideas to lawmakers. One thing that I found in Tennessee was that to be a, a hair braider, all you do is braid hair. 
you would have to go through the same 300-hour cosmetology course uh, that you would have to take if you were going to dye hair and perm hair. Oh, and wow. so it really created a barrier to entry. Obviously, we know, you know, mostly we're talking about, about black women. And it was preventing these black women from being able to have the career they wanted because right. why would you learn how to perm hair if all you need yeah. is a comb and clean hands and so we were able to change that to make that a one-day license nice. rather than 300 hours so that sort of background and that kind of mentality of getting government out of the way uh, people make better decisions than government getting power from the government putting it back in people's hands that's why i'm running so hopefully with that experience i can clean up some of the things in your industry one thing uh, my wife and i do a lot is uh as part of what i do for a living is travel to other countries and help them with their uh with their tax policy and their business regulations and we always do uh food tours we always do you know street uh, street food tours food truck tours things like that and we we really see that you know a vibrant awesome city that you would want to go back to is one that's got a great you know street food scene a great food truck scene and when you travel here in america you can see the difference between you know in austin that has these places where you can go and try 10 different uh, almost mm -hmm. do like uh, a little tapas you know yeah. travel hawaii uh, has uh, something as e well exactly i was thinking about hawaii as well where you can try four or five different things have this great experience of all these different foods and i could see this in Clark County, but we just don't have the regular the regulations stand in the way of it. So 100%. I would absolutely uh, love to fight for uh, some sort of a, a food truck market that uh, people could come to every day if if possible, and the food trucks just cycle through and people try different things. I think that's exactly what we could use here. Oh, yeah, definitely. I have a business plan in my mind. I'm not going to share it with everybody because you never know. I might find an investor out there. <laughs> uh, but it's basically a food park, but it's adding a little Vegas to it. And um, you could pay a, a monthly fee for rent if you're a truck or a daily fee, and it basically – I have an idea, but will it ever pass? In Vegas right now, probably not. Yeah, I just recently saw too. They um, in Portland, Oregon, um, they're doing. It's like, it's, 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 it's almost. I, I haven't seen the whole thing yet, but uh, somebody showed me some footage of what they're planning on doing. Uh, because he has a food truck out here, he's planning on uh, opening one up in Portland, Oregon too. They've got these little alleyways where it's like uh, all over town. You can find them, and and each alleyway there's like at least five or six little small little trailers See? it's just it's just i mean why don't we have that here in vegas yet I why mean, is clark county last to everything like like true why why can't have we one be downtown. on top we of it we should have one downtown henderson we should have one um uh, downtown summerlin every downtown place that we have here in, in the city everyone should have a, a food truck alley or a food truck park or whatever you want to call it um that's just, I, that's, I totally agree right? with that because mm -hmm. I don't understand it's a safe spot for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the big thing about all these regulations. Oh, you can't park on the, you can't drive on a road that's over 25 miles an hour. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Well, give us a place we can. Mm -hmm. Like, you just tell us no, 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 no. I wasn't great raised like that. I was raised if you give someone a no, you give them an option how. Right. Oh, like, that's yeah. how you show them. Right. And here it's all negative, and it's like, no, we need to change. And so I'm really glad that. Finally, someone out there is actually paying attention to food trucks because we're always forgotten about. Someone that can make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, election day is November the 8th. I hope everybody will vote for me because right. obviously this is, this is something I care about just as a consumer. 
But also, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, I, I just see it as the best way that you can show as a as a county that you're business friendly is to help sort of the the uh, what should be the cheapest kind of business to own. Uh, and and right now we aren't business friendly. No. I mean, we've no. made it so difficult. Yeah, it's it's really hard being an entrepreneur right now. It, it really is like like you see all these like job openings. You're like, should I just switch? <laughs> switch i don't know because <laughs> people don't see you know the late nights and the laws changing and all of a sudden now as a, a sole proprietor county wants me to add someone onto my license that's over 18 it's like the community doesn't see that and so it's it's a it's an uphill battle definitely uphill battle uh thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come in here and talk about this i know um it's new to you because you know you didn't know you needed licenses and stuff like right. that. right yeah i i just appreciate the uh the education because yeah. this is this is exactly what i was hoping for is you know i think politicians just want to come and yap about their platforms and, and things like that but i i want to know the things that you guys are facing in your industry so that hopefully if i'm able to be a commissioner in january which is what what we're hoping for uh i can i can help your industry out and make it a little easier to do business yeah thank you thank you so much for paying attention to us <laughs> and by the way i encourage everybody to go to uh my my website which is drew for nevada everything all spelled out drew for nevada.com uh, that's my social media handle and uh, again, Drew Johnson and I'm running for Clark County Commission in District F, which is basically the west side of the county. Very cool. Right. Thank you so much. And also, I tagged them on uh, Meowie Wowie social media as well as KSHP social media. So you can also go to their, his Instagram and check him out. You're very active. You're very active on social media, which I really like. Uh, not a lot of politicians. I will continue. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to talk really fast about um, a recent THC infused experience coming up. Stay tuned. Hey, Vegas. My wife and I have a mobile restaurant we'd love for you to try. We offer elevated mac and cheese dishes. I'm talking about mac and wagon. I'm the owner, Matt, and we pride ourselves on using the freshest ingredients available, and our twist on mac and cheese is kid-approved and adult-craved. Yes, we cater. Book your event today at 702-773-8725 or find us on social media at Mac and Wagon. That's M-A-C-K-I-N, Wagon, Mac and Wagon. What happens when an executive pastry chef named Raquel and an executive chef named Michael fall in love? Good, Good, Bad, Bad, Delicious Delicious is created. We are the owners and creators of Good, Bad, Delicious, also known as GBD. I was born and raised in South Africa and moved to America when I was 19 years old. And from there, I basically traveled the world cooking and creating unique flavor combinations. Our mobile kitchen creates uniquely an ordinary street food using fresh seasonal ingredients. It's time to tantalize your taste buds from our Turkish-style pizza to our Moroccan cauliflower bites. Every bite is sure to please. Leave room for dessert. Remember, I'm a pastry chef. Find our schedule online at gbdlasvegas.com or find us on social media at gbd702. NASCAR weekend is more than just fast cars. It's the chase for the season champion. It's fun for the entire family. Kids activities, Budweiser Clydesdales, and who doesn't love a crash or two? I've got a car sliding sideways down. It's Brad Keselowski. The South Point 400 NASCAR weekend is October 14th through 16th in Vegas. Nothing better. Cheer on locals Noah Gregson, Riley Herbst, Kurt and Kyle Busch. Get tickets now at LVMS.com. 
The Bronx Wanderers have been wowing audiences around the globe for 18 straight years. The Bronx Wanderers. Consisting of a father, his two sons, and their two high school buddies. The Bronx Wanderers have had a residency in Las Vegas since 2016 and are currently headlining at Westgate Resort Casino, where Elvis used to play. The show revolves around Father Vinny's music career in the record business and features songs from many of the stars he's gotten to record and produce, like Dion, Tony Orlando, the Jersey Boys, Billy Joel, just to name a few. Together, the kids and Vinny breathe new life into timeless classics. The Bronx Wanderers. Show plays every night, 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. Dark on Friday. The Bronx Wanderers. For more details, visit thebronxwanderers.com. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Um, I am going to post October 9th at 530. There is going to be a THC infused experience. We talked to McKnight a few weeks ago on our Cannabis Corner. Definitely, if you want to know more information, message us at Global Gourmet. Thank you again, Drew Johnson. He's running for County Commissioner District F. Vote for him in November. We want to see some changes in the food truck industry. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye.